Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here, it's Black Country Blokes, Tuna Fat, with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman, Craig Pinches, and Aaron G. Now, today, what we're going to be talking about is the secrets that we like to keep. And sometimes those secrets um, can be from like mental health, not telling people how you're dealing with it personally, or maybe like that, that young actor who just died uh, from Black Panther, who was suffering with cancer and didn't tell anyone. What was his name? Chadwick Boseman. And we, we were having a discussion off air, was it um, that he was a private fellow and he didn't want everyone to know, and it was for him and his family to deal with. And yeah, Once again, we said you've got to find your medicine. Sometimes you want to surround yourself with um, all the tweets and messages, and other times you just want to deal with that yourself, because it's not for the public to really know, I, I suppose. It's for your nearest and dearest and your loved ones. What, what, what do you think about it? I feel like, like Lee said, is it any of our business? Yeah. You know, as fans and supporters, I'll be absolutely honest, I don't know a, a lot about the guy. Um, but as fans and supporters out there, they want to know because they feel that, not that they, they own your, but they are your family. Um, that's what they feel. But is it our business? Did he keep it a secret because it's not our business? Or was it to protect a legacy? Or was it just because... He didn't want to deal with the public perception because you know what the media would have been painting pictures of him. You know they'd have been taking every bad angle of him going, and they'd have been easy to will to carry on and this and the other. Maybe it was, you know, to to halt some of the propaganda side of it. I don't, I don't know. Is it our business? Well, it's like with Charlie Sheen. They basically bullied him into coming out saying he was HIV, <laughs> and you're thinking, well, is it our business? And I, I think uh, nowadays that everything is everyone's God-given right business. I'm thinking well, maybe some things we've got the right to keep it to ourselves. We we're so we're so quick to publish our news. You know, we're having beans on toast. We've just checked into Atom Farm. We've just flew to Spain. You know, we've just been to A and E to visit. So to, we we're so quick to publish our life now. Do we feel it's our business because that's the that's the the general medium of today? You know, well, I, I don't. I don't think it's any of our business. I don't think it's about explained. Just like any sexual orientation, no one yeah. can explain. You, that's he. That was his choice. You know. And you hear that a lot when people have been outed. And they think, well, that's his or her private business. Yeah. Does it matter? Do I have more respect for Philip Schofield because he's come out? Or and I'm thinking, I honestly couldn't give a toss. You know, where, wherever anyone's putting it, <laughs> that's up, it's up to them. <laughs> and and I think. <laughs> Why have we got to hear about it? Why have we got to hear about the turmoil that it's created their family? Yeah. I think we, we all just want to know everybody's business. And I think that's, I think that's just the way... It, it, it's not anyone... That, you don't go out thinking, I need to know their business. You just expect it now. Yeah. Because it's so readily available. You, you know what people wear. You know what they eat. You know where they check in. You know everything. And so does the government. But that's another story. But like that's... Because it's so readily available, we we seem to expect it straight away you know and i suppose that's just the way society's grown over the last 15 years since the yeah. since like 
social media, Facebook was 05. Um, I think just on, just on uh, Chadwick, obviously it was a tragic death. I've obviously followed a lot of his films and stuff. And him as a character, I think we'll all be speculating to really try and understand his mm. his rationale, his reasoning behind why he never told no one. But I think the greatest lesson I took from that, which was quite emotional actually, was the legacy that he's left, like the footprints in the hearts of the millions of people that he's had in terms of standing for something. So obviously I followed him from many years and there was times where he was kicked off set for standing up against something that he believed was you know, socially and equality-wise mm. in terms of discrimination and stuff. And he stood up for something. And I think that's why it was such a huge impact because I spoke, I spoke to some of my friends in the black community and they said, you don't understand how how much we appreciate it because we finally got a superhero on the TV rather than a thug, for example, or somebody who's got his father missing and stuff. And I just think he played that important role. And again, I'm not trying to think about why he did what he did in terms of not saying nothing, but I think he felt he had a purpose. He had a stage and he just persevered. And that's purpose. I feel like his purpose drove him on to do those five or six films, which in the last four years, he, you know, he's terminal cancer and anyone fighting cancer, I've seen cancer rip through my family, I'm sure you guys have as well. It's, it's the worst illness in the world. And I just think that strength is incredible. But for us, you know, it's a, it's a lesson that we can, we can leave a legacy no matter how short your life is. Yeah. And I suppose it just made me question that is the work that I do on a daily basis potentially leaving that, if that makes sense. Mm. You say you saw something on um, this morning with him. Yeah, so it, it was a mentor of his that he looked up to um, and, and the, the film together. And he was just saying that during one of the films it, itself, and he ended up breaking down because he, he admitted it and, it and took some vulnerability to admit, admit the story. He said he thought he was being treated almost like a diva um, in terms of he was getting massages and stuff between shoots. And I think he called him fragile. I can't remember the exact thing. It was on this morning. And um, that's what he said to his wife. He goes, yeah, he comes across as quite fragile. Mm. Only now to realise in hindsight, actually what he was trying to do was recover in between sets, not make a big fuss about it and just, just get on with what he, I believe, seen saw as his purpose in terms of I need to get this out because this means more than just me. This is for the future of maybe a nation, maybe the kids coming up. I think that leads back to something that we've said over previous episodes where it's bigger than us. Mm. It's bigger than me, it's bigger than it's you, it's bigger than me. you. Yeah. And that's purpose. And like you say, he, f he felt people were treating him as a diva or viewing him as a diva. And that goes to show how perspective without context can really mm. lead you to, to, to prejudge. You know, I've prejudged. Yeah, how, how, how many times every day? You know, even if someone cuts you up, he's fucking freaking a shit driver and this and the other. For a light-hearted, a light-hearted, um, you know, example. But you don't know that they're not cutting you up because they need to rush to get to the hospital because they've just got the phone call to say a loved one has got, mm. you know, an hour to live or a couple of hours to live. And I think we all prejudge and we're more so quick to we own this space and anyone that thinks that they should be treated different and more, you know, having massages between sets, that's that's like something royalty has, has done. But little did they know, he wasn't a, a royal prince, he was a warrior and he, he was fighting for his life, you know. But this comes to like what you were saying then, like prejudging, like and you'll see um, someone who's drinking heavily or someone who's on the game and you don't know... <clears throat> What they've been through to get to there 
You know what I mean? And it's it's so easy to judge. You're going, oh, well, he's a, a druggie or he's an alky. Or, mm. And you're going, well, no one really purposely sits there and goes, you know what? I'm going to be a junkie. I'm not going to wash. I'm going to burg my mum's house to get my fix. Mm. No one sets out for that goal, but you don't know what's drove them to that. And that's the same with mental health. When um, when people are hanging themselves in their living room, uh, you think, well, couldn't you find somewhere better? But that person at that time mm. wasn't thinking normally mm. the thing is my children will be better off if i'm not here and uh, uh matt from um mental health first cic he was saying that when he was suicidal and i said well how about your kids because i honestly in that point thought my my kids would be better without me and that's that's how suicide gets you isn't it because you're thinking you're not seeing past the suicide you're just thinking everyone will be better if i'm not there mm. and so we, we've got to be so much more mindful and yeah, to me it's the old saying never judge a book by its cover mm, yeah you know everyone's going through something there's a reason that that's going on and, and i think we need to start getting back to that understanding that speak to people find out the story and, and see what's going on don't just judge and we spoke about this a few weeks ago didn't we about the lad in the hoodie who was yeah. walking up mm. and i think it's just prominent now that this has happened and you can see it because what were the stats we were saying about suicide through all this Corona at the moment. It was 18 people completing suicide a day. 75% of that was men. And I think one of those, every day this is, one of those was under 18, was a minor. When, when there was news out today, I was actually trying to figure out what exactly it meant. So it's got metrics here, but it, at the minute, Yorkshire and the Humber have the highest male suicide rate, and it's it's got it in terms of metrics that deaths per 100,000 miles and it's 20.8 there. And then you got the southwest is 19, the northeast 19, and Wales. Now, I'm not sure what the duration is for that, but, but even 20, you know, that's far too much than what we should be having. Um, but then it's shown statistics for 2019. There was 5,316 confirmed suicides in England and 330 in Wales. So we peaked that which is devastating. I think I also read that it's the highest suicide rate for men since 2000. Yeah, you're correct, yeah. Um, and we're not finished the year yet. And when I did my mental health awareness course, a lot of suicides were coming from uh, the construction industry. And then they're not your, your blokes, blokes who don't talk about your problems. You might go and have a skimple down the pub and have a bit of a moan about the wife. But you don't say, oh, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, because you're a man's man. But I think he'll be... This year, when you see the more the the blue collar, the blue is that right? The blue collar, the more financially sound people, who I've got a fifty grand job, so I'm safe. And all of a sudden, no job safe. You're more safe if you work for a supermarket than you are having a high up job. One of my good friends, I won't say his name, has just lost a, a big job, and he says because if they lose my job, another three people could stay on. And he, he was one a very high-paid job. Mm. And all of a sudden, you haven't got that cushion to look after you. And you when you're too big for yourself, as, yeah. you know, in effect. Yeah, like, just, and the people who've just bought a house or they've just bought a motor or they've just bought a minibus for the club or... And then all of a sudden, even though you've done nothing wrong, everything's taken away from you. And sometimes that's too much for people to bear. But remember, you can always make more money. Um... I know it's easier to say to me now because I'm not suicidal at this particular moment, but there are people out there to help. So I'm not going to say think about your loved ones because think about yourself and 
we've got numbers on here, hotlines that you can phone and just reach out and talk to people. So I think the main thing when I'm talking to people is whenever I talk to someone like this is, I didn't want to bother you. Mm. And that, that, how many poor people didn't want to bother someone? You know what I mean? And reach out. It could be that point that you made earlier, Kev, that they might not be thinking in a rational way as well. No, not at all. Yeah. And that, which that, is worrying. It is worrying. I think money, like going back to the money side, that's a, I think that's a plays a huge, huge part. You know, in, in cases of celebrities and so many other, they have the fame monster to deal with. They haven't got the money issues to deal with, but they have the fame and, they, they, you know, within the public eye, so to speak. But I think money for people, average Joes, working class, that plays a huge factor because when you've got bills coming through the door, and they're not bills and them, them red letters and this Bristol Suter and the text and all the email assholes, and everything uh, is it? You know, it's not just bills through the door. Mm. You miss a payment now, you get bombarded through everything, don't you? Mate, that, and that's the thing. And even when you don't owe the money, as long as Bristol Suter have got the case, they say, well, find the money, pay it, and then dispute it. And by the time you pay it, you're more ready for So the way the system works is pay it. The burden is on you to pay it and then dispute it and try and claim your money back. The burden isn't on this big corporation who is, is just, you know, a room full of bodies. It, it's on you, the working man or the working woman, to pay it. And the amount of stress that that puts onto a family that's already struggling or already, you know, are not affording luxury. And you might say, oh, but that's a luxury holiday. But shouldn't we be able to, if we've both got to break our backs for 40, 50, 60 hours a week, shouldn't we be able to afford to take the kids away and make memories? And I think the money is a big thing. Like you say, if you've got a big job, usually you've got the cushion. When the wind blows from the bottom, you're safe up there. But when the wind blows from up there and you've got all this money, you soon come toppling and you do feel the effect. Well, I think the working class and the, the poor are used to struggling. You know what I mean? But I think once you're that middle class and up, and then you're going... I've made it, and then all of a sudden it's boom. And you think, well, I'm used to earning, I don't know, 50 grand a year. And then out of pride and pride them, mm. effing killer. Yeah. You don't want to go and work on site. You don't want to go and work delivering because you go, I'm used to, I'm not going to go in a minimum wage. Mm. And then it's that pride, and you're thinking. Well, that's what it comes down to because I'd quite happily go and work anywhere. If yeah. it meant putting food on the table, it Absolutely. wouldn't. It wouldn't Pride won't come in it to, to me. And, and, and why, why are we not proud of these people who work in McDonald's? And yeah, why, yeah, why, why, why is it? Why is it a ridicule? Why yeah, is it a I mockery think... to flip burgers? That's what to, I hate, I hate putting, putting people on a pedestal yeah. just because they have more money. Exactly. Oh, you and that's all it is. <laughs> you flip burgers at McDonald's. Yeah, bro, work 14 hours straight to give you greedy people the, this fast food junk that you want to feed your body going with. Back to, going back to perspective, yeah. that could be a better, better human being. Mm. as well mm. and then most likely are because they understand like you say struggle we're used to struggling I don't know if you ever get used to struggling uh, and used to sometimes you take your roll with the punches and sometimes you're taking your stride and sometimes you get your hair off about it it's like I recently had a bill from 12 years ago that's been paid done and dusted and it, it, the story is basically when I lived in a flat they, they was chasing me for rent they said over that day say I owe I won't Mention the council, even though you probably know, seems I'm in the black country. <laughs> um, and I paid them a thousand pounds a couple of years back, and then they sent me another one, say 94 pounds extra. I said, Oh, and they said, Oh, it's rent arrears. I said, I've just paid two years ago a thousand pounds from 12 years ago. There are no, I didn't owe. No, this is somewhat different. 
How is it different? And I've ended up paying like nearly a hundred pound more. I said, am I supposed to keep paying these as they come through the door when I know I don't owe it? They said, can you prove you don't owe it? No, then you owe it. And it's that Robin Hood society where you, ta I did say to him in the end, like I said, you know what, it's just another tax. When I take my kid on holiday during school time and they find that, which I've paid fines, I said, it's just another tax. That's how I consider it now. And you think, them money worries. I mean, my temperament sometimes is, um, you know, it's, it's very sporadic. Like, yeah, I don't know where if I'm coming or going. I'm, I can be volatile, I can be delicate, all, all this in the space of 10 minutes. And when I get this through the door, it either breaks me or it enrages me, which then breaks me. Because then later on that night, I have to, I have to lie awake with guilt because I've been around my family in rage and I can't control that rage. So then I've got the guilt to contend with. So then I've got no sleep, which in turn leads back to the depression. You know, and all this is through money. All this is through corporations and, and the way the system's set up to keep the poor poor and the, the rich rich. And I know it's not like, it's not really a subject we're on, but it's the knock-on effect that corporations have and money has that, yes, we are used to struggling. You know, if I had it all and lost it all, I could get back on the shovel. You know, it, I've done it. I've got callous hands. You know, you can see my callous hands. It's not, not something that I'd be ashamed to go back to. But it's the, this money worries for people like us that, like, it creates a lot of problems that people don't say. They just say, oh, you get to work and, and earn your corn. But if you're dishing out more, it causes a lot of problems. More, one letter, that's all it takes. I think it's the uncertainty of the, uh, the situation at the moment as well. Because we just don't know how long have I got a job. How long is, hmm. if another lockdown happens, have I managed to squirrel enough away? But as you're trying to squirrel, trying to put uh, nuts in your hole, but then more stuff's coming out. You know, your kids have got to go back to school and you're going, oh my God, um, school shoes. And then, oh, your, your, your car gets taxed. And you think, money's still coming out. So how can I save when A, I'm not getting enough in and I don't know when I'm going to stop earning altogether? And it, it bears a lot of, there's a lot of pressure on you then. And I mean, my son is 80. He likes me to play a bit of, I don't play computers, but play FIFA with my dad and his son and In a bit of and mum and sister said to me like recently, I've been I've been gone for the past three months again. You know what I mean? I'm I'm gone and I know I'm gone because by the time I come round, the neighbour said to me, say, oh, I've been gone since Friday. I said, really? Look, I hadn't noticed. I said, I've noticed today. I said, oh charming. I said, look, I'm I am on the planning. And a lot of that is because I'm I'm focused on what can I do to make a success of myself. You know, and so as my kids they gotta live the life I live. And there's got to be a hundred million people that live through that very, that very thing. I'll, and then I'll definitely get Craig, but, but uh, having Calla change that, because what's the point? You, can, you know, mm. oh, don't get me wrong, I'd love to set my family up for life. But if you're missing out on what's going on now, mm. that, that's more valuable. That's yeah. way more valuable. Do you know how Time I justify it, though? I justify it by saying, I want to take one for the team so as my kids, they've got to miss out on their kids' lives. Mm. And they're missing out on you, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, and that's what my partner tries to get. And that'll have a worse effect I agree. Than, than anything. Really. I, used to, I used to do what you did. Mm. Um, more so, so I haven't got kids, but more so with my wife. But actually, I'm fully lean towards what Lee's saying. So what used to happen with, and I think this is a you and a me issue, is that the reason you want to be a success, yes, to put food on the table for your kids, yeah. but it's also a you thing. It's yeah. Actually, it's more of a you thing. So some days, <laughs> I used to be working so many times, yeah. and the wife's like, why are you working day and night? Like, I still work seven days a week, 
And I was, but literally, like, when she wanted to relax and chill out, I'm like, no, I need to work because yeah. I want to get you a big house. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then I think I listened to a podcast. I think it was Eric Thomas. And he says, he was doing the same thing. And he says, when he sat with his wife, he said, actually, what do you want? Like, if you asked your, mm. your boy Troy, do you want me to play FIFA or do you want me to be distant for three months while I try and make a success in my life? 100% he wants to play FIFA with you. Yeah, and it's yeah. only when my wife said that to me that I don't need all of that. So we live a very minimalist lifestyle. Like, very, like I don't even have Sky, for example. Like some yeah. of, some of, and I live within my means. I don't try and live above that. I know financially we'll be very successful in a few years' time. But mm. again, that doesn't bother me because it's the present now. Yeah. And just like Lee said then, now, me and my wife, we're like best friends. We spend, she, she only works one day a week now. So six days, we're together. We're in each other's company. Yeah. And I'm present. I make sure that those that time I'm with her, I'm not on my own trip of trying to become successful. Yeah. Because... The last thing you want to do is get there and then that that relationship is like that and you've yeah, got to yeah. then sort of close that gap and it could be too late kids you've grow left up quick. Them a few stations i mean i, I, I mirror that totally and I, but i find it so hard because i have that much drive to want to succeed myself yeah, yeah. and that's the hardest thing to me is to pull that back yeah. pull that sailed up that's all well and good letting your kids are here. you have to look in the mirror and you have to say well i'm saying it's for them but it's not and then you have to almost change and say, okay, let me now make it yeah. for them, mm. which is what you obviously do. I did a push. It's still a pull of me. Like when I'm sitting there, I'm like, I should be doing something. Like I yeah. still get that because that's oh, just me. Mate, 100% time like that. You know, I can't. That's why people say take up fishing. I said, I can't sit still long enough <laughs> in the house. I can't sit. I don't watch telly. I watch, we stream in this annual at your own leisure. But I don't watch telly. I said, because I have to. That's why I don't like to drink. Because the day after, I had a drink last Saturday of my nephew's. He had like a little bit of a, a, a get together, my sister did. I think I had six cans and a couple of cocktails. And the next day, I wasn't ill. I just went to lie on the settee. And I was gutted because I thought, I'd be doing something. I, I have to be doing something. And I did a security course about five years back. And it was an ex-police officer uh, named Paul who, who provided the course to us. And he said to me, he gave us like a character breakdown of us at the end. He, was, he said, Craig, he said, I think you were... You're a thoughtful person, and this and the said, but I don't think anyone's going to get in the way of your drive. I don't think you're... He said, I think you'll take people with you for as long as they can keep up. And I took a bit of offence. I thought, I'm a very courteous person. You know, I like to make sure everything's all right. He said, you're a courteous, courteous person. He said, but you won't get in the, let anyone get in the way of your progress. And I thought, it gets me thinking now. It's a very selfish way to live. You know, and... I think what we've got to have is drive, because that is how we'll succeed. But we've also got to, you know, sometimes stop and smell the roses and just go, mm. all right, then, I'm not at work now. What are we going to do? Mm. Do we want to go to the park? Do we want to play? Do we want to sit down and do nothing? Because this is our time. But I think, as you said, like sometimes we'll, we've got to do, we've got to do it for five years. And God forbid, we might not be in five years. Mm. Yeah. So we've got to, you know, enjoy the time we've got those people we've, to be with. It's the same as always. You've got to get balance, which is really hard to achieve. Yeah. But I think it, I don't, I, just on that, Leah, I don't actually think, mm. and this is how I live with it now, because I have the same drive and, you know, but at the same time, I want to spend time with my wife and my yeah. family and brothers and sisters, is I just realised there is no balance. So I've accepted it now. So what I say is, I just, I'm on, almost on a seesaw. So some yeah. days I'm a little bit more towards my drive and then other times there. But what I'm not trying to do is tip it all towards myself, yeah. pretending and that the narrative is that I'm doing it for them. Because I know that a lot of that is for me. Because yeah. right now, all they want is me here. So yeah. what I say is, look, just as as and when, because I'm burnt out as well. So yeah. I'll, have, I'll have a month where it's like this, and then I kind of just ease back yeah. and then spend time. So I think when you accept that, you kind of actually get true balance in life. And I think that back yeah. to mental health, 
and it's um just because you've got depression doesn't mean you're always depressed yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's just, that. and, and that's same with a lot of things you're thinking like me when i have my bad days i know every positive quote and mm. affirmation and oh when i when i'm in a funk i'm in a funk and okay i'll say what well, and i go okay let me be tomorrow hopefully i'll be better yeah but let me just ride this out in my way because we can't be 24 hours positive and we can't and you say as long as we're doing that yeah. more than we're doing that you know i think that that's life isn't it yeah. i think he's still going to be hard to eat yeah. like me personally to fight that drive and to and to accept it for it is and still accept the present because you, you're still as much as i can sit here now and think you know what mm. he's right come tomorrow makes, be, makes more changes makes more changes so what I, what I was told off the first is apparently when i when i used to eat lunch for example i'm always here and i'm always writing an email to someone and then um I don't know if it was my mum or my aunties. They said that email's still there in like 10 minutes or five mm. minutes. Like, how long does it take to eat lunch, for example? So now, I'd say for at least eight months, my phone, I purposely, when we have lunch, like I laugh and I turn it upside down yeah. and I sit with the wife and then that's like our 10 minutes. Then after that, 10 minutes, we're washing up and stuff. I can carry on, I can respond to that email. So I started with very small things and then it's, we have one day a week where it's the half the, half the day's completely yeah. blocked out. And then it's just certain times throughout the day, like we'll go to the gym together all the time. Mm. So we've got 30 minutes in the car and then we go to the gym, then we come back and show. So just take little bits. Don't try and completely change. Yeah. I don't think that will happen because nah. that would have broke me. So initially it was just small things. Now I do it at dinner and breakfast, breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm present. I'm not on my phone. Yeah. Um, and you're better for it because most of the time you would then end up from sending that email. You're on Instagram for 20, 30 minutes, scrolling through, looking at other stuff. Because you are creatures of habit. Your family. You are creatures of habit. Yeah. And you start doing that, and like you say, for three weeks, four weeks, you, you, you develop the habit then. And then by then you find your own peace of mind. Whereas me, I live in polar opposites. Like it's, it's the way I work. I'm either, I'm an obsessive. Mm. So I'll obsess over something. Like I mean, I'm obsessing over something. So I'll be researching in books and on my phone, boom, boom, boom. And then give me three months once our obsessions die down, I'll find another one to fixate on. And that's and that's where I'll go wrong. But like you say, little habits but often. You, your mental health or your mental ill health is like your physical health or your physical ill health. Mm. You know, if um I've hurt my rotor cuff, I've got to rest it. And I've got to start doing little exercises to get my rotor and that's the same for our mental health. Like how many people are not the best sleeper? But I don't have my phone anywhere in my bedroom or anything. Because if I was lying, I couldn't sleep, but I go, beep, I go, as you said, who gives a toss? But I'd have to have a look at it, and then the light flashes. So I don't have it even upstairs, I have it downstairs, so I can't hear it. Yeah. And that, that helps me sleep, because I'm thinking, well, I'm in bed. Mm. If it's something serious, someone will come knocking on my door. You know what I mean? But and I think that's what you You've not always got to know what's... what's the word? You've, you've not always got to know what's right for you. You've just got to know what's wrong for you and remove it. Like you say, you leave your phone out. Because even though you could listen to the beep and think, oh, I'll do it in the morning. Mm. Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, precisely. You're yeah. thinking, who is it? What is it? What is yeah. it? What is it? What is it? Fucking game request. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Almost <laughs> lost my mind, yeah. Oh, I'll reply. You know what I mean? And you, before you know it, you're looking at stuffed toys of Pokemon and stuff like that. Just sometimes. We've got to do these little things and take these bits of exercise, if you want to call it that, and work on ourselves. That's why I'm, I'm happy in April than ever I've been because I've come on such a journey mm. and my journey ain't finished yet. And I hope this time next year I'm even happier and better and more confident and more aware. But I think we have to just keep chipping away 
day by day working on different things. Yeah, and, and we're not all the same, and that's what makes people so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like like um, Chadwick, is it? Um, the Black Panther. He managed to do all his movies and, and create a legacy as such. You know, little did people know that it was going to be as um, profound as what it is now. I mean, the, the shock factor of him passing away for, for his many fans in the world alike, that really brings his, his legacy for, he, he makes it so profound. And we're not going to, I'm not going to be able to do what he's done. I may not be able to carry on with everyday life and this and the other and not tell absolutely anyone. But there'll be a way I can cope with it, you know. And if my my medicine is to I don't know sleep with it on my own or to tell this and the other, everyone's going to have their medicine, as you always say, yeah. you know. But going back that back to that guy, like what what strength of character that must take to be able to to work a schedule he's worked going through what he's gone through, you know. And it shows it it it's a testament to how strong individuals can be. Mm-hmm. If you've got it in there and you've got it in there, you know, then you can just... And I think, I think everyone here displays that. I think you've displayed it because you're talking about your drive and how you can work effortlessly 24 hours a day on something. The problem is you just got to make sure, is that actually aligned with the narrative that you're telling yourself and your family? Yeah. Which is, oh, I'm doing this all for you. Well, no, actually, this is 100% for Craig. Yeah. Can, can it be 50% for Craig and 50% for your family, for example? And yeah. then, I, then I think then well using what Lee's saying the ba- you do get some sort of balance I'm not saying balance is yeah. impossible I, I just struggle with it and I kind of tell myself I'm not going to get balanced I think on. you do get it don't you you just do it you're just not balanced all the time yeah. you're yeah, yeah like you, you kind of just like that so, it's linear yeah. you're, you're, you're constantly moving and then every now and then you're going to be balanced yeah. Yeah. so I'm a Libra I should maintain a cool balance is what they say <laughs> them scales are my life <laughs> <laughs> they're my life <laughs> Well, has, has anyone got any um, quotes? Aaron has. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I check the Twitter. <laughs> While he's having a quick look, I'm just going to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, Steve Ansel, love you, brother. Looking forward to getting you back on. Um, Sean Griffin and his missus, Amy Robinson. Uh, I know they watch it every week. And if you would like a shout-out, please... Uh, get in touch if you'd like to come on and share your your story your victories your struggles it'd be great we've got some great guests who are coming on once we're allowed to go live again not allowed once we've got we go uh, go live again once we've got the internet we've got some wicked guests on so please stick with us you're doing great right i've actually got a quote from chadwick boseman and it's everything you fight for is not always for yourself it's for those who come after you Perfect. Well, until we see everyone next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Ta-ra, Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page, and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra, Listen, listen, listen.